Star Wars 7x7, episode 587. Today, this may be the last chance you have to see The Force Awakens before it comes out on DVD. So we're going to wrap up its amazing box office run today and have a few notes for you about Rogue One, Episode 8, and even Episode 9. Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 Podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and here's what's going on in our little corner of the world, and maybe this is similar to what you're seeing in your corner of the world. We have an eight-theater movie chain in our backyard, and there's only one screen showing The Force Awakens right now on 2D, and it's only showing twice in a day. Now, our particular town, we don't have as many showings during the week as we do the weekend, so it's entirely possible that we will go to a full slate this weekend, but the way things are going, I'm not sure Force Awakens is going to survive the weekend if it's actually going to be in the theater on Friday. So even at this rate, it may be the case that some other movie actually takes the first couple of showings in that screen, and The Force Awakens takes the latter showings in that screen. Now, of course, maybe it's different for you if you have 16 screens in your town, then they can have The Force Awakens on one of those screens, and it's not as big a deal for the folks who are running the movie theater here. Yeah, not so much with eight, but... I'd love to know, in your town, do they have The Force Awakens still on screens for you, or has it disappeared? Chime into the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. So The Force Awakens did eventually cross $2 billion, and yet, sadly, it is not going to take down Titanic or Avatar. It doesn't look like it's going to get to Titanic, but definitely not Avatar for the world box office record, so... What a bummer that is. However, it is by far the biggest domestic movie, box office-wise, and the only one, of course, to cross the $900 million mark. And the Walt Disney Company had a shareholders call earlier this week, and CEO Bob Iger did announce that it had the best quarter in their history thanks to Star Wars. So, well, yeah... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should thank Star Wars for that. Of course that was going to happen. As long as you made a quality movie, that was bound to happen. And I don't think that happened with the Avengers, by the way, and with Marvel. Not to say that I don't like Marvel or anything like that. I enjoy their movies a lot. But really, I mean, you can put three Marvel movies out <laughs> in a year and still not have as good of a quarter as you did with one Star Wars movie. So that'll show you something. And according to Wikipedia, yeah, Wikipedia, not Wikipedia, <laughs> The Force Awakens actually holds more records for box office stuff than any other film does, according to Box Office Mojo. And we'll link to that list of records at the blog post for the show's episode, too. So getting back to that call, that earnings call, the shareholders call that Disney had recently earlier this week. So Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, was on that call and shared a few things that were really kind of interesting here. First of all, he dropped the surprise, actually, that Rogue One is still filming and is almost wrapped up, but still filming. What the heck are they doing? Whatever they're doing, it's not filming on location, apparently. I mean, we've barely heard anything about filming on location, even on the spoilery side of things. But, eh, what are you going to do? 
But we have found out, and this is not through Disney, but through other sources, that Will Smith's next movie, a drama called Collateral Beauty. What an interesting name. Uh, that's going to be the movie that opens against Rogue One in December. And on the other side of things, on the saga side, we found out that Ready Player One, this is Steven Spielberg's next movie, is not going to come out in December of 2017 after all, so that one is moving away from Episode 8 as well. So everybody's kind of clearing out of the way for Episode 8 when it comes out. And now this is back to the earnings call. Disney CEO Bob Iger has confirmed that Episode 8 has indeed started filming. Haha. Usually there's some sort of press release from Star Wars, from Lucasfilm, and it's published on StarWars.com that announces that sort of thing, but it has not come instead. This is how we are finding out that uh, Bob Iger is telling the world that it has started filming. And, and he also mentioned that Episode Nine is already in production. And I guess it would be pre-production at this point, and that was kind of a surprise, to say the least. But then again, I had a moment and was like, wait a minute. Who is writing episode 9? And it finally <laughs> clicked back into my brain. Oh, yeah. Ryan Johnson is also writing episode 9. He's writing and directing 8, and he's writing 9, and it's getting turned over to Colin Trevorrow to direct. But it kind of makes sense that if he was working on 8, why wouldn't he work on 9 at the same time? And sure, yeah, there's probably going to be adjustments, like how there were some adjustments to 8 based on the fact that they wanted to spend a little more time with Ray and Finn and Poe Dameron, apparently. But... You know, you could make those same adjustments if you've got the working script for 9. You can make those same adjustments after you've gone through the whole process of 8. I mean, it's probably going to have to happen anyway. And I'm sure they already had the bones of what Episode 9 was like to begin with. But to think that there's actually an Episode 9 script out there right now? Ooh, that gives me chills. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, let's do a little trivia here for you. Get ready! Okay! For what? Last time we asked you what song we hear when Han, Rey, Finn, and BB-8 first enter Maz Kanata's castle, and that's Java Flow. Today's question, why were Han and Chewie the only crew members on the Aravana when Rey and Finn arrived on it? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. Hey, before you try to rescue the Chancellor, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a scheme by a grievous, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill 
would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.